Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself, as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at the Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome, everybody, to the Inoff Events Podcast. My name is Jim Cross. I'm rolling solo today, but that's okay because we're going to keep on moving with episode 24 titled That Ball Had a Family. And the reason it's titled that is because we got guest Reagan Rutherford from Kentucky Volleyball, and she has no mercy for the volleyball when she hammers that thing down. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into her story with the biggest interview in podcasting this week with our girl, Reagan Rutherford. All right, good afternoon, Reagan. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's a great Wednesday. How are you? Yeah, it's a it's a nice day. It's actually not hot for once. Um in Memphis it has been, I don't know what it's like in you know Lexington, but it's been 90s still here. We're October, so it's a beautiful day, and then I get to talk your story and volleyball with you. So definitely, definitely a good day on Wednesday. So, you know, before we get into your story, we always like to break the ice and, you know, ask a couple of little different questions. But you're going to be the first person I've ever asked an icebreaker question to that actually pertain to their sport. You know, I talked to you before the episode, and I watched the Nebraska game, and the clip went viral, which was great after I had already sent it to the crew. I hate that they're not on to talk about it, but you put that ball off that girl's face. I don't know. I don't know the girl's name, but you did. And so I bring it up to ask you, do you feel any remorse when you absolutely just light a girl up like that? Well, luckily she put her hands up in time. So she didn't actually get in the face. That's when I've been worried, but um, no, I didn't, I couldn't tell if she got, they replayed it on SportsCenter and they said you got her. I thought you did get, she heard the reaction of her. She looked like she, Mike Tyson might've gave her a punch. Like that's how I know you bring the, bring the hammer. When you do that thing, that thing was so fast, so hot. She, there's nothing she could have done about it on her best day. Even if she did, I would have felt bad after and probably went up to her and be like, I'm so sorry. But during the match, it's, no, no friends allowed. Yeah, <laughs> no. I thought you were going to bring up the a minute and a 11 seconds rally. I thought that's what you're going to speak on. <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring that one up because they ended up winning it. But that, oh, yeah. but that was that was amazing. That was volleyball at its finest. I mean, y'all had girls hitting the deck everywhere, and I think that's where, um, you know, we talk about athletics specifically for women. Um, I I go to volleyball, soccer, softball, and I think if people went to these events more and saw the things that y'all do, there would be a more respect level because women grind and they get dirty and they're physical, especially in the sec in sports. And so it's like, you can keep perceiving that women aren't tougher than men. I could go through sports and tell you, I don't know. I mean, because let's talk about, it. you know, you hit somebody in football, well, you got pads on y'all are diving on the deck, hardwood. Like you can't get me to dive on the hardwood for nothing. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's a lot of training. I mean, you've got to take it right. Like that's yeah. So much well, and you can tell the training, right? Is and we we've we've talked to different guests that you know, especially Laveros that do it on the regular and get those digs that y'all are taught certain ways to come down. So you know, you're bracing yourself and you're not just like flailing and and landing. But that was a good rally. That was a good all around match, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, no, I had to ask you. We did have Journey Robinson on on the original time when we were going to have you. And uh, she said she used to when she was younger, but now that she's at the collegiate level, uh, no mercy, you know, whatever, whatever happens when she, when she brings it down. But I ask you, you know, um, you're on this show right now. Obviously your teammates even have a show now. If you had your own talk show, you could have a guest and it doesn't even have to be an athlete, any celebrity, who would your first guest be? Great question. I think there's a right answer. And if I don't answer this, he'll get mad, but I'll say my dad, (laughs) because we were, we have plans. Like we had an idea to start a podcast together. We talked about it, really haven't done it, but we started coming up with names and everything and just haven't spoke on it yet, but I feel like it would be really fun too. And he's a great personality and it's just fun coming up with ideas with him. So I think my dad would be number one. Well, you could never go wrong by saying a family member, first of all. And then second, as a girl dad myself, anytime that a dad and daughter can do things where they can spend quality time together, and especially y'all are getting to talk if you're doing a talk show, um, I'm all for it. So I think one day y'all need to get that going and just let me know. If you do, send me a link. I'm all in. You're going to have a collab for sure. There we go. All <laughs> right. This one's an interesting one. Even if you're not a karaoke person, you got to do it. It's just like one of those, you're, yeah, you're, your teammates pushed you on stage. If you had to sing a karaoke song, what would it be? Battlefields by, you know that song, Battlefields. Mm. Who's that by? I don't know. This is, this is one of the times where since we're doing an afternoon episode, so my main host has a has a digital board that when you say it, he'll immediately plug it in and start playing it. And then we oh. all kind of like we all kind of jam to it for a second. So this is Jordan this is what, there you go. This is when you have yeah. me by myself and it's just not as fun. We we don't have the music. And if I knew the words well enough, I'd maybe just, you know, go ahead and sing it and get it done and, and embarrass myself. But I don't got it. But I'm down. I'm down. I like Jordan Sparks. Okay. All right. If you could be any Disney character, who would you be? Hmm. My first thought is Princess Tiana because that's my favorite princess. But I also love Moana, so I'm gonna go with Moana. She lives freely. I love that, and I love being outside. And she's just always chilling on the ocean. So. <laughs> well, I live with a family full of Disney fanatics, which is why I like that question, and I love both those movies. So there wasn't a wrong answer at all. Perfect. All right, we've got one more, and we are going to get to your story. And this is the one that really matters. Who is your favorite athlete of all time? My favorite athlete is probably Serena Williams. She's just that gritty, um, emotional player, and she just doesn't care what people think and goes on and on and still is, like, the top female athlete. So I just love her and her story so much. Yeah, she's easily the the best female tennis player that ever played it's not even debatable she was um like you said she just constantly outworked everybody um you know 
gritty. I, I love it. It kind of falls within what we were saying and women athletes in general. So a great person for you to look up to um, for sure. So with all that, let's get into your story. Where are you from? I am from Houston, Texas, a small suburb called Missouri City. And so I've lived there all my life and grew up there and went to high school, was raised there. And yeah. All right. So, you know, in Missouri City, you know, what are the family dynamics? Do you have a bunch of siblings? Is it just you? What are we looking at? I have one older sister. She's two years older than me, but I like to say I'm older than her because she acts like a little sister. Is she an athlete too? Yes. She also played volleyball. She played at Texas State. And I would say she's my role model. Like if I wasn't watching her and you know, inspiring to be her. Like she started off playing volleyball and I don't think I would be the volleyball player I am. So I always give her credit for that. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of times, a lot of the best athletes we have on here, um, you know, most people think of like parents pushing them. Right. But more times than not, it's an older sibling who played the sport. And sometimes the sibling ended up being someone who was great, you know, in their own right, maybe went and played college, even sometimes pro. And sometimes it was just somebody that just pushed them, that gave them that extra edge to be great. And they played in the same sport. So older siblings who play the same sport, always advantageous um, when you're coming up, just just makes you work harder. And so it's not a surprise to hear you say that, you know, um, speaking of I've seen the tape, you know, I've obviously watched you play. You're just a clear athlete. I find it hard to believe that volleyball was probably the only thing you played growing up. Did you play anything else? I actually played soccer for about six years. And that was my sport. Like, I loved it. I was out there running around with my left little foot. <laughs> and um, that came to an end because, one, I don't like contact sports. <laughs> it was too much for me. Um, and then being outside was just awful because it's hot and then it's cold and I feel like soccer is all around right all year round right it is and my question for you would be um you know being that my daughter does play club and high school you don't typically see girls that are your height either were you a lot taller than the other girls honestly no I wasn't um there was like a few girls I was pretty short back then because I didn't hit my growth spurt till later so wow. I would say I was like five nine and so there was a few girls towering me um but yeah I wasn't the tallest I had a late growth spurt probably sophomore junior year of high school yeah the the tall girls are the scary ones because my daughter is a center back and she always usually is locked on the other team's best player and when you see the the really tall girl that has the long strides, those are the scary mm-hmm. ones because when she ends up in a foot race down the field, you, you can't beat a gazelle. Like, hey, when they're making five-yard strides and you're making two, uh, you know, you, you know how that goes. And so anytime I see a girl who's really tall and athletic lined up against her, I'm like, I hope she's ready today. Yeah. Tall legs for the win. Always. I also ran track for a little bit. I did all the jumps. I did the 400, four by four, sometimes 200. And when I was really little, my mom put me in ballet. Ah, So just, I mean, very versatile and I love it. And I'm sure all these things help play into the volleyball player you are now. Obviously that gives you not just athleticism, but footwork and all the different things that come from soccer, ballet, um, track. So, you know, obviously your jumping ability when you're going up above that net, um, you're saying doing the jumps with track. So all those I'm sure played a tremendous part in you know, who you are today. What high school did you go to? So I went to Ridgepoint High School. That's in Missouri City. Um, Really good school. It's pretty new. 
I think we just hit our 10 year mark. And this summer I was actually inducted into the first Hall of Fame for them. So that was really cool. There was three of us, um, Skylar Fields, who plays at USC right now, and Caitlin Cooper. She's a past Kentucky alum. And so it was just really cool just being there and sharing that moment with all of them because they're both great um, volleyball players and definitely have a bright future there. Yes, I remember talking to Z being from Texas and her talking about um, the quality of volleyball there but you know obviously um, Texas is so huge right like when you're from the Houston area are you just playing teams within that area or do y'all go all around the state oh yeah we go all around the state I remember there's a tournament in Pearland and it's like the biggest one and all the schools in Texas even outside of Texas come to Pearland and we all play and have a tournament throughout the Houston area and the championships in um, the Pearland High School. And so, like, we're playing teams like Hebron. Um, what's another one? I'm trying to remember. This is a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of Dallas schools, we were playing in this tournament. And it's kind of just, like, preparation for the state tournament. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, we've learned through this show that Texas, you know, a lot of people think about Friday Night Lights and they think about football, but – you could talk about volleyball, baseball, or anything else in between. Texas just really they really they really do it bigger in every in, in every sport. It doesn't matter which one you really get into. Um, but you know, looking looking at what it has on your resume for high school, you know, ranked as the number 10 recruit in the country by prep volleyball, first team ABCA under all American, all American uh senior season uh was Adidas All Tournament and Fraulein Fest All Tournament, which you were just referencing being at. Uh, junior year was the Greater Houston Volleyball Coaches Association Player of the Year, um, you know, all state, district, setter of the year, all these different things. State runners up in 2018, district champions and all four years you were there. So, you know, all the things we're talking about, my question would be, I, I see these accolades in high school. I see the success. We talk about um, all the great schools that are there. How did in Texas playing club volleyball compared to high school volleyball because some areas they're they're pretty much the same and then some you know really club volleyball is where you got to go to to be pushed I agree I think for Texas a lot of schools had scattered players um so I can't speak on my high school because we were pretty stacked but most high schools have like a few star players and then others with no experience so when we go into club, it's kind of like everybody's on the same page. Everybody's here when we're all trying to get recruited for college and we're all trying to win a national championship. But like more in high school, it's kind of like for fun with your friends, years going right. out, you know, having a good time. And it, it's the same way. Like I keep mentioning my, my daughter, it's a, it's the same way, you know, and that's why we always club always uh, supersedes anything high school related when they end up having events at the same time, because ultimately the goal, like you said, college gets seen showcases and all that. So, um, but with that, you know, you're playing both of them. At what point do you starting getting recruited? I started getting recruited when I was 14. So um, right after I won a national championship for the first time during club. A lot of college coaches were there, like we just said, um, recruiting. And I got my first letter when I was 14 years old. Yeah. Was was your first letter Kentucky or a different school? 
No, it was actually LSU. Oh, way to hurt! Yeah. My way to hurt my heart. No, I told you, I'm with Kentucky on volleyball, just 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 because okay. of Z. But uh, you know, they kind of as an LSU fan, like they kind of stung a little bit. But uh, so yeah. when does Kentucky come in the picture, and why ultimately do you choose Kentucky? I don't remember when they started talking to me, but I did talk to them a lot. And that was one of the schools, like, I really enjoyed our conversations. It was genuine. And sometimes with recruiting, like, you can pick out those who are just, you know, they're just trying to get you to their campus and not that not they don't care about you, but just tell you what you want to hear. And it was just the complete opposite with Craig Skinner. Um, and he was just so caring and genuine and wanted to know how I was as a person. And I could tell that. And really, really embraced that. So I went to a camp and then that's when I kind of had a tour of the campus and I just really loved it. Like it still has that Southern feel, but like you get all four seasons, so different than Texas. It's just heat all the time. <laughs> um, and then like the team was just so genuine. You could tell that everyone was there for each other. Everyone had the same goal. And my future teammates, like the recruits, that had already been committed they were just great girls too and I just really wanted to be a part of something like that and Craig Skinner really sold me on he's there to build the program and win a championship and we did that so yeah lie, he, did not, he did not lie at all um, lie. so let's get into all things Kentucky you know you talked about um the the four seasons right so let's ask right off the top you know going from texas to kentucky was there much of a culture shock or did you seem to find yourself uh blending in just fine I felt like I blended in just fine. It was a tough year because of COVID. So mm -hmm. the only people I was really interacting with was my team. Since we were in that bubble all year, it was a year-long season, and we played fall through spring. And so there wasn't really many people on campus or, like, classes were all online. So I didn't get that college feel yet. Mm -hmm. So I was just, you know, getting to know my teammates and balancing school and volleyball. And so – um I think my sophomore year is when everything kind of went back to normal a little bit. And Kentucky is definitely different than Texas. I wouldn't say there's much diversity, but there's a lot of things you can do. And Kentucky has a lot of, um, they have a lot of resources to find whatever you need, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. And so, you know, getting into that freshman year, me and you obviously spoke about it before the episode, but for those who didn't hear Zani Taylor's episode, um, she came on during your freshman year and said eight games into the season that y'all were um, going to win the national championship. Um, and, you know, for for those who think that, oh, well, maybe, you know, Kentucky wins them every year. Um, it was their first. So her saying that was like really stepping out and being bold and feeling confident in her team. Like you said, your coach. Um, and so you come into that year before we get into the championship itself, you know, it was stacked with with upperclassmen talent. You, you know, you talked about the veterans that you're going to be joining. What was it like as a freshman coming to a team that had so many girls that you were able, you know, to not only just learn volleyball in general, but pick their brain and, and you know, get their leadership? It was pretty intimidating at first. I think um, my classmates can agree that are here with me right now, but they taught us so much and to like complete discipline and how to hold teammates accountable because they're not scared like it doesn't matter who it is like our seniors that year were Madison Lilly, Avery Skinner, Kendall Paris, and Gabby Curry and they just didn't care who you were you're going to file in and like be one so we were just all in that year and 
like Z said, we always use the phrase like when this happens, not if, because we're really like we were working with our psychologists and mentally present, physically present, like just doing all the things and just being all locked in. And it was really led by them. They always, you know, like held us accountable, made sure we're always having 100% effort and made sure we were doing the little, little things so the big things would run smoothly. Yeah. And it wasn't one of those things that was an arrogant statement, right? Like the very mm -hmm. girls that you spoke of, she gave those reasons. She, she spoke of the talent. She, she talked about the reasons why it wasn't just a, you know, I think we're better than everybody. She says, I know we are. And this is why I feel that way. And she was, she was naming the girls. She's talking about the experience, just um, talking about the chemistry. And, and so it did to me, it, it came off with confidence. And if you don't feel confident, and your team winning a championship, really, you're going about it all wrong. Like I said, I mean, you're you're there. That's your goal. You should feel like, you know, especially because you picked that school for a reason. Um, you're supposed to believe in your team. So you should go out feeling like you're going to win a championship. And, you know, y'all did. And I got to ask you as a freshman, you know, you go to school to win a championship. You even said that. But did you expect, I mean, you could say you, you wanted to, but did you expect to be hoisting a trophy as a freshman, a national championship? Honestly, if you told me when I was being recruited that I would have been in national championships, I wouldn't have believed it because it was just such an unreal experience. But as a freshman, like being there, being in the gym, locked in, like I could feel something great was about to happen, even though I didn't know what. So after it, I was like, yeah, we won a national championship because we worked for it. We worked hard. Like it's not something that just was lucky. Like a lot of people will say, oh, it was COVID year. So a lot of teams were knocked out. You didn't get to play like Stanford or a lot of other teams. So they'll say like, it was a fluke, but it's probably the hardest year to earn one because we had to stay healthy. We had to stay away from other people. We tried not to get COVID. Like we had to do all those things. And so it was pretty hard that year. And so we earned it like any other team would. Me and Daniel watched that game on TV. There's nothing flukish about beating that Texas team. They were every bit of right. good as advertised. Uh, you, you can't fluke that win right there um, at all. So, um, you know, getting into the next year, you know, obviously um, a lot of those uh, veteran leaders have left. And, you know, obviously you got to kind of build that chemistry back up. I did get to see y'all live in person. I went to Oxford on September 29th, watched y'all against Ole Miss. Um, I, had, I had even spoke to you about how it was the largest uh, crowd that they've ever had. Um, you had five blocks that night, and that's, um, you know, when I got familiar with you. Talk to me, what's the emotion like that next year? Um, you become more of an impact player. Um, you know, me seeing you in the SEC like that, you know, what what was it like transitioning from the freshman who was kind of, you know, a little bit more of a role player to where now you're actually, one, even though you're only a sophomore, you're one of the more big impact players? Yeah. Um, my freshman year, like you said, I was kind of just not a fill-in, but I played, I was second string. And so I didn't play in that national champion match, but I still learned so much from it. Like, I remember, I'll never forget after the match, Allie hit that sharp cross ball and she came up to me after the game and we we're just like all in tears. And she said, that's because of you. And like we, I worked in practice so hard to block her line shot every time. And so she was forced to learn a new shot. And that was that sharp cross shot. And so I'm just tearing up more. And I just learned like, even if no one knows your name, like you still have an impact on a team and how their chemistry goes. And so that next year I was just really focused on what I can do for the people around me and not just for myself, like. I think I was more focused on, you know, developing 
a good connection and chemistry and being a presence on the floor than like trying to win awards and player of the year. And so I just really wanted to build my self-confidence. And so my sophomore year, I definitely was in a groove and really started to embrace my role, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And we had lost a lot of players. So stepping up as a leader and introducing the freshmen to the Kentucky way, because we had Emma Grone, who is our setter and filling in for Madison Lilly. And that's a big role as a setter, just to come in as a freshman and run a whole offense. And same with Eleanor Bevan in the back row as libero. Mm-hmm. She has to run the back court. And so, you know, you have to, you have to be more of a leader than pretty much everybody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you did well. And I think you spoke to the reason why we we talked about learning from the upperclassmen, you know, and then you talked about going against them at practice and, you know, it, it goes all the way back to your sister, right? It's the whole iron sharpens iron thing. It it makes you better for the future. And so um, obviously that helped you. And, you know, I want to go ahead and, and fast forward to uh, last year um, because, you know, if we went through your whole journey, I don't know, we might have to take all afternoon. You've, you've been making a big <laughs> impact for a while. Um, but you were ABCA, All-American, All-SEC, All-Region, um, 10-plus kills in 15 of the 18 SEC matches, SEC Player of the Week, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Um, so as you get to this point, would you say it was the experience that that led to this transition? You know, um, obviously, also, y'all put time in the weight room, coaching, all that thing. So by the time you get to this junior year, do you feel like you, you're putting up stats like this and being recognized with accolades like this just because you've gotten that much time in the court against that kind of competition? I definitely agree with that, yeah. Um, I love to compete. Like you said, like I think that comes from my sister. Like I just – there's this natural instinct to compete with her. And so being in the gym, being surrounded by a high level group of players is so much fun. And yes, it's hard, and but it just makes you so much better of a player. And so after sophomore year, I think we lost in the second round and I was just like, I never want to have this feeling again. And so worked extremely hard in the spring in our off season, um, trying to be an all around player, just working on my back row attack, my passing not just being a front row through rotational player, but having an effect in all aspects of the game, whether that's like serve, passing, back row attack, front row attack, block. And so I think I had a huge leap from that spring to fall into my junior year. And yes, it showed. And at the end of that year, I was kill leader and point leader. And I really never purposely wanted to have that effect, but obviously everyone wants to be the best. And so just having that competitive edge I think that really helped me. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you ended up saying something that was going to go into the next question I had. You know, you talked about the season before going home. Um, You know, you make it to the Sweet 16 last year. You knock off Loyal, Chicago, and Western Kentucky, but lose to San Diego. Um, You know, that freshman year winning the national championship. um, So when you, you talked about going home that sophomore year and then junior year, when you go home in the Sweet 16, do you feel – accomplishment or does because you won the national championship freshman year it just anything other national championship just feels like um almost incomplete incomplete for sure the standards are pretty high so it's always so defeating to lose period um but yeah 
that national championship was just a standard. And obviously being a freshman, you're like, this is what I need to be used to. And so I think it's on that freshman class that are now seniors to have that effect on freshmen now and our underclass and just continue to raise the expectation because losing sucks. And I'd rather win, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so obviously, but I, I feel like your coach has to feel good coming into this season. Um, you now have, you know, you, you mentioned Emma Grom, obviously we've mentioned Z yourself, you know, y'all, y'all have got a lot of veteran leaders who've, you know, been through the gauntlet. And so coming into this season, I, well, I had it confirmed while watching the match, but I thought it as y'all were playing Nebraska and looking at y'all's schedule, I was like, this has got to be like the hardest, the most hardest non-con schedule I've ever seen. And sure enough, y'all played number 24, number 10, number 22, number 20, number two, and number four. I mean, let me ask you, is that is that exactly what you want or – is that a little intimidating to start a season? I think it's the perfect way to start a season. It starts what we've been training in practice. Like we just can showcase it. Sometimes it's difficult because we're still in the preseason. In the preseason, we're still working out our chemistry, working out little things, working out smoothness. But it's so fun to be in those high-level matches. Like I think that's what women's sports is all about. And, you know, creating these big crowds and, just getting outside our comfort zone and learning so much about ourselves. Even though we have had a rocky start to the season, we've learned a lot about ourselves and what we're capable of in certain situations. And so, yeah, I would rather play like the number two team than a team that we know we can beat and learn nothing about. Yeah. And I I don't think the record hurts you at all. So like, you know, in the time in which I I had wrote this after y'all had played Nebraska, um, you were two and six at the time, but it showed because y'all, who y'all played because y'all were still ranked in the top 25 and I just thought it was only going to benefit y'all because the SEC while a great conference a lot of the teams y'all were playing are better than most of the teams that you're going to play in the SEC so I thought it could only be better for y'all that now y'all have played the best of the best and as you as you go forward um, it would definitely benefit y'all you know I want to ask before talking about playing Nebraska you know they obviously filled up their football stadium with 92,000 um, as a volleyball player, as a female athlete, what is it like to see um, your sport um, and to see a women's sport be able to put up a crowd like that and have fans support? It was beautiful to see 90,000 fans in that crowd. I mean, even you know, like the next week we're playing Nebraska, but I'm still like so happy to see all these Nebraska fans out there and supporting volleyball because it really got people talking. Like I remember in class, these two guys were like, did you see that Nebraska match last night? Nebraska volleyball? And it was just like to have them have volleyball in their mouth and like talking about it. It's just amazing because half the time they're not even paying attention to women. So it's just really cool to see that and have it be a really like momentum changer for women's sports. Yeah, so didn't you go to watching y'all play, and I'm watching y'all play on TV, and I mean, that place is packed. Like, it's people standing wherever they can. Like, they they are all in there. And so, you know, for y'all, obviously the team you're playing is already really good, Um, and then you got to deal with, you know, a, a crowd that's actually, like you said, it's, it's really into volleyball. They're very passionate. So um, it, it can be, even though y'all are champs, you know, it's, it's an intimidating atmosphere, I feel like. And so, um, you know, Y'all played them extremely well. Obviously, they beat y'all, but, you know, we talked about the long rally. 
Um, you know, I, I joked about the kill. You you were on fire that night. Um, it just it it felt like y'all got worn down eventually. Would would that be a fair assessment? I agree. They're a very disciplined team. So I think like time after time, like those long rallies, there were a couple probably like a little less than a minute, but like battling, trying to figure it out, trying to have patience because you know they're a really good team and trying to deal with and go head to head with them. I think we lost that game because we had a few errors and undisciplined things, but they're not a team to make type errors like that. And they're just not going to give you points. And so I think that's where our downfall came. Yeah. But like we said, um, you know, only could make you better in the end. And you, you watch the tape, your coach obviously works with y'all and you fix the mistakes. So coming off a uh, weekend wins versus Georgia and Alabama, you got Missouri and Ole Miss on deck you know, how are we feeling right now with where the team is? And, and, you know, how do you keep the momentum going after back-to-back SEC wins and as you continue to go through the conference? I think we're learning a lot about ourselves right now and building confidence. And we're trying not to take steps backwards because obviously we have a hard preseason and getting into the SEC, we're a little down on ourselves. But I think that we all have the ability to be great and we just have to know that and display it for everyone so that's pretty much what we did in Georgia and playing Alabama it was great volleyball and we were really glad with the way we played in certain sets and so this weekend it's just repeating the same thing we have a few little things we can get better at and we're just working and working and towards being our best selves yeah and so for anybody who wants to watch and you should watch um these girls it's I'm telling you it hits on different level and if you happen to be um, in the Kentucky area or the school that they're playing, if they're away, um, go check it out because in live TV doesn't do it justice. Um, that's what I found out the first time I went to one. Um, that ball, like I told you, that ball's coming in so fast, and I know y'all are used to it, but for those of us that you know haven't seen it, like I wouldn't be able to return any of that. Um, so uh, I just I'm amazed by y'all. So. Um, this Friday, uh, Columbia, Missouri, um, 7.30 on the SEC uh, Plus Network. You know, Kentucky's visiting Missouri. And then Sunday, they'll be back home hosting Ole Miss at 1.30, um, Rupp Arena. So if you got a chance, SEC Network Plus, or if you can go out and see them, go check them out. But before I let you off here, Reagan, we play a game with every guest called This or That. Are you down to play? All right, I'm ready. All right. I'm going to judge you on this first one. Do you like breakfast for breakfast or breakfast for dinner? Breakfast for breakfast. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. It is at dinner time. No, um, there's, there's no wrong time for it, but I got to ask, what's the, what's the go-to item? Like if you had one item that you had to have on your breakfast plate every day, what is it? Some kind of fruit. I love fruit in the morning. It just really wakes me up. So fruit like whether it's you should have said bacon that was a wrong answer too ba- i'm a guy though well, i go turkey bacon yeah you gotta you gotta stay in like shape i'm fixing to be 40 i don't gotta do anything so <laughs> um this one is my favorite question to ask volleyball players um because if i was to play i don't know what i would like better what is better a good kill or a great block a great block it sends chills through my body. A great block is so so much better because blocking it's pretty much like funneling, getting touches. You don't always have to have a stuff, but when you do, it's like the best feeling in the world. And when it just goes straight to the floor, a good stuff block. 
I feel I feel like the fact that we end up having this episode after Kentucky LSU and I got to watch that, you know, Z came on here and said a kill, but I think she's lying because Journey Robinson was red hot, who, you know, as our guest, and she had already had six kills in the first set. And then Z came in there and turned the water off. She sent her back like three times. And every time she was so fired up and there's no way she couldn't tell me she didn't enjoy blogging her more than she did when she was, you know, getting a kill and scoring a point. Like, I don't know, just something about, especially if somebody's on fire and then you you just, like I said, you shut that water off. Shut it down. (laughs) All right. So if you were left on an island, you're stranded there. And your choices are to be all alone or you have to be with your worst enemy. What are you doing? All alone. I'd rather be all alone. I can figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Talking to a tree might get old for me, but uh, I I see I see no wrong answer in this situation Um, for you being at Kentucky. This is this is a fun one. I get to ask schools that are, you know, got a lot of sports going on. What's more fun going to a a Kentucky football game or a Kentucky basketball game? I love watching our basketball games. I'm just a basketball fan more than I'm a football, so I'm going to have to go with basketball, especially since it was really cool watching them play in Rupp Arena and then getting the opportunity to play in Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go with basketball. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I love, um, you know, about LSU, right? Like the the PMAC is so famous. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's more of our women's basketball team that that's mm-hmm. you know, making the, the headlines than, than the men's basketball team. But, yeah, to do volleyball and do basketball in there, it's, it's a, you know, just like Rupp, Rupp Arena is obviously a bigger deal than the PMAC, but both are big in their own right, known, known for a lot of uh, tradition. So I think it's pretty cool that you can go see both events there. Um this one is one that's literally split 50-50, you know, for this whole season. Um, one way or the other just depends on the kind of – if you like boats, really. It's massive yacht. Would you rather own one or would you rather have a private jet? That's a tough one. I think – I'm going to have to go with private jet. Yeah, uh, that – that's what both my co-hosts say. I I was in the Navy also. I like being out in the open ocean. Give oh, okay, me the, okay. give me the massive yacht. I'll take my time. Because that's the thing. The people who say jet, they say they want to get places faster. The boat takes too long. But I'm okay. Let me enjoy the open water on my massive yacht. Um, if I need to get somewhere quick, um, one of our guests said, if you have a massive yacht, you probably have a helicopter pad. And you probably oh, have exactly. you, you a helicopter. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like that. That's kind of cheap. I'll figure it out. That's kind of cheating on the answer. I, I like it, though. I, let, I allowed it when they answered it. So, yeah. all right. This next one is is good because whenever we ask someone with the national championship, they can answer honestly. When we ask those who don't, um, they don't really know. So, if I was to present you with a million dollars and I said, you can have this million dollars or you can have your national championship, what are you taking? I think I would take the million dollars. <laughs> I love you are the tw- it's an honest answer I'm taking the a million you are I cannot believe Randy is not here he has waited for this moment all season and somebody did you are the 24th guest Reagan and you were the first one to say a million dollars it's even better because you have a national championship ring so we know that you're not lying like you said you're honest oh I can't wait to tell the guy so I'm excited oh but I- I'm with you the thing is when the guests who do have a national championship 
come on here and say they say you can't replace the memories and the thing is you know for instance you know we've had some baseball guests where I've been there um in Omaha when they've championship seen them win the championship and I you know watch them dogpile on the mound and just see the joy on their faces and I get what they're saying like right like you can't replace it I saw that with y'all on the court right and so I get it but it's easy to say that until someone drops a million dollars in cash (laughs) right there in a bag in front of you and says you can have this like it's you know uh, but I guess it's another one I mean I still have the title maybe Maybe you can just take away the ring and then I'll have a million dollars. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, before I let you go and, and get about your day, is there anything you want to plug or promote? Do you have any uh, NIL merchandise or anything like that? Uh, charity foundations? I do have some merch coming out soon. Um, I have to get it cleared first, but be on the lookout on my Instagram, which is Reagan Rutherford. And I also work with two organizations that are just about a little bit up hold on <laughs> that are just about uplifting the volleyball community or any community. And one of them is WGMVP. And it's an organization that works with uplifting the younger generations and just knowing that social media doesn't define who you are. It's just really you. And neither do sports, nothing else besides who you are, and that every person has value. And the second one is League One Volleyball, and they're starting a professional team in the U.S. very soon, and it's going to be the second league. And they're working really hard in building the volleyball community from the root up. So they're working with younger generations, college students, and professional teams, and, you know, building that community. And so... I'm really excited about both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So uh, as you heard her say, whether we're talking about the NIL merch or the the organization she works with, if you go to Reagan Rutherford, add a D onto her name at Instagram, you can find out about these things and find out what's going on. Or if you want to find out about what's going on with her team, it's simply just Kentucky Volleyball on Instagram. But Reagan, we thank you for joining us this afternoon. And if there's anything um, that we can do for you along the way, just reach out. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. This is fun. No problem. All right. That is Reagan. Thank you for joining us. If you like hearing her story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talking X's and O's, please like and share on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter, listen, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. We will see everyone for the next episode tonight. That's right. That's why I'm doing a daytime episode tonight. The crew will all be back. We will be joined by Ole Miss baseball stud Trenton Lyons. This has been an Off the Bench podcast. As always, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.